This is The Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. You've probably seen this happen. You're in a meeting and one person introduces an idea, but the idea gets passed over. Then later, the same idea is repeated. Maybe it's different words. And it's usually by, of course, someone else. And all of a sudden, the idea gets traction. It may have even happened to you. It's a challenge I think that we all face from time to time, and that is getting our ideas heard. Before I go on, I need to thank our sponsor, eVoice. eVoice is a service that gives you a toll-free or local number so that you can take your business calls from anywhere and, of course, always sound like you're at the office. If you ever wanted one of those answering machines that allows you to dial by name or allows you to say, press one for customer service, press two for sales, press three to speak to an operator, this is what eVoice allows you to do. And it even transcribes your voicemails into text. You can get a free 30-day trial by going to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers to get a 30-day free trial of eVoice. So don't get stuck in the office all day. Use this cool and easy way to manage your phones. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers for your free 30-day trial. So has that ever happened to you when you have an idea, you present it in a meeting, but somehow the idea just doesn't get traction? Although men do face this issue, it's definitely more prevalent for women. There's one interesting study from Kathleen Propp. She's a Western Michigan University researcher. What she did is handed out cards of information and asked the participants to introduce a key bit from the card to the group. The result was really fascinating. When a man introduced an idea, it was almost always used. But when a woman introduced the idea the most common response was to ignore it. Ultimately, men contributing an idea were six times more likely to influence the group. That's six times more likely to influence the group. Recently, I interviewed Linda Descana. She's the president and CEO of Women & Company, which is Citibank's online resource for women professionals. And here's what Linda had to say about influence in the C-suite. This is a direct quote. She said, it's important to speak with confidence, project your voice, and make eye contact with one or two key decision makers in the room. Sometimes I actually direct my comments to the key decision maker to grab attention. If someone does repeat a main point that I made, I acknowledge it by saying, yes, thank you for expanding on the point I made earlier. Your comment really helped bring it to life or something like that. By the way, if you want to listen to the full interview or watch the video interview, you can go to smarttalksuccess.com forward slash LD. That's smarttalksuccess.com forward slash LD for Linda Descano. So when you're sitting in a meeting and you've got a mixed audience, it's important to understand how to make yourself be heard. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. Some skills, important skills that'll help you to be heard, particularly at the C-suite table. So first, I think it's important to have an assured attitude. And Linda's quote touched on that point already because she said, speak with confidence. So before you enter the room, it's important to check in with what's going on internally. An assured attitude is critically important. And notice I didn't say assertive. Assured in the sense that you believe that sooner or later, everyone in the room will hear and respect you. It's important not to feel nervous or intimidated 
or show that you're feeling either of those things. The point is you can't go in with an attitude that you'll never earn their respect or that you'll have to fight to get your ideas heard. When you go in with negativity, it comes out in your word choice and in your body posture. So for a quick confidence boost, just before your meeting, try holding yourself in a power pose. Power poses are simply how we physically express power in our bodies, basically taking up a lot of space with open body postures. Harvard Business School's Amy Cuddy and Caroline Wilmoth and Dana Carney found that by holding yourself in a power pose for as little as two minutes can make you feel measurably more powerful and willing to take risks. And it's not just in your head. Holding a power pose actually changes your hormones, increases the testosterone level. Of course, that's a hormone that makes you feel dominance and decreases cortisol, which is a stress hormone. By the way, if you want to learn more about power posing and how it affects performance, I linked to a paper on the Quick and Dirty Tips site, as well as the TED video, which I'm sure some of you have seen already. If you haven't, you definitely want to see that video. So the next tip is to show up, sit down, and speak up. I know that sounds a little aggressive, but if you've been invited to the table, act as if you belong there. You need to be an active participant and not a visitor. And of course, you want to choose your seat wisely. Are you presenting? Then sit at the front of the room. Are you leading? Then sit at the head of the table across from the entrance so you can see others as they enter. Are you playing the devil's advocate? Sit directly across from the leader then. Are you there supporting the leader? Then sit next to him or her. Do you want to be a neutral facilitator? Then sit in the middle. However, you never want to sit outside that is not at the table, and you don't want to sit in the corners either, that is, if you want to be heard. You always want to actively and assuredly state your opinions and ideas using what I call the language of leadership, which is precise, clear, crisp, diplomatically direct, and most importantly, emotionally neutral. If you go in with hostile or negativity or emotionally charged words, that's only going to sabotage your efforts. And you don't want to look or sound timid. Things like, could we discuss or defeated, like, oh, they're never going to take me seriously. You always need to use powerful and deliberate gestures and confident language together without any hostility or defensiveness, particularly when you're sitting at the C-suite table. The final point I want to cover is about repetition and interruptions. If you want to exert power and influence in a meeting, it's important to understand how important repetition is. If you feel like your ideas are being ignored or discounted, don't emotionally respond. Instead, just simply repeat your idea again in a slightly different way. Let's look at it another way, or here's something else to consider. The point is, to remain in the game, you need to repeat your thoughts and ideas in a language that you know will click with the decision makers. And when you're sitting at the C-suite table, it's particularly important to back up your ideas with thoughtful analysis. You need to be prepared to support your point of view with facts and figures and come prepared with well-researched evidence. The idea is to state your point of view backed up by a variety of sources. And even better if you can predict possible objections and present additional data that addresses those concerns. Finally, be mindful of interruptions. Although the research isn't crystal clear, there is some evidence that men interrupt 
more than women. And specifically, they interrupt to take control of the meeting more than women. Among men, that behavior, that behavior of interruption, is typically considered normal. However, for women, interrupting is perceived as negative or rude. So it's important to balance how and when to interrupt. You don't want to wait for long pauses to jump into a conversation because you may not get a chance to speak. So my advice is, as soon as someone has finished speaking, and make sure they have finished speaking, jump in, make your point clearly and concisely, use your full voice and direct eye contact. So that's it for today. Make sure you have an assured attitude. Do a little bit of power posing before you go in to help you feel that confidence, physically feel that confidence. And when you show up, sit down and then speak up. That is, make sure that you are there to play. And remember that repetition and interruptions are a part of every meeting, that if you want to have your ideas heard, you'll need to repeat your ideas with a variety of support and evidence. And understand that interruptions are normal and natural and that you'll need to make sure that you speak up to have your voice heard. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you maximize sales manage perceptions, and enhance leadership through keynotes, workshops, books, and online courses. Passionate about communication? Your success is my business. If you struggle with difficult conversations or you procrastinate when it comes to delivering feedback, or you'd like to know more about effectively persuading and influencing others, you can learn this and more in my book, Smart Talk. Radio personality Maureen Anderson called it the owner's manual for your mouth. You can visit smarttalksuccess.com, that's smarttalksuccess.com, to get your personally signed copy. And I'd like to once again thank our sponsor, eVoice, who has brought this episode to you for free. eVoice has great features like dial-by-name directory and even transcribes your voicemails to text. You can get started with your free 30-day trial of eVoice by going to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash offers to learn more. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>